0: Hello and welcome back to the In The Country podcast. This week we're trying something a little bit different and I'm here with Kate, my lovely assistant editor and business partner and we wanted to talk to you about the spring edition.
1: Hi, I'm Kate um, and I am very excited to be the new assistant editor of the wonderful In The Country magazine and to be here talking to Holly
0: today.
1: <laughs> um, so, for
0: those of you that don't know, um, Kate and I have been working together probably since late last No, middle of last Summer, year. Summer. Summer time. Summertime. Um, yes, yeah, she came to the game fair with us. Um, yes. So, Kate and I got in touch, from um, a fresh memory if you do know, when I put out a post on Instagram looking for a business partner and... The winter edition, was it? We introduced you as... Yes, I
1: think it's For my style. Oh, yes. uh, Wow, Polly, we're really good at this. (laughs) We are so busy putting together these amazing, amazing pieces of editorial. I think it... I want to say it was autumn.
0: I think it was autumn when we introduced you and winter with my style. Yes, you very, very
1: kindly um, perhaps... Overestimated my stylish tendencies, but invited me to do um, the my style piece um, so readers could hopefully be a bit nosy because we all like to be nosy yes, and read a bit more about me and what I get up to. Um, so, yeah, that was great fun.
0: <laughs> well, Kate has been a massive asset to me and to in the country so far. She has kind of instilled some incredible organization skills um, to the to process well, every, well you know anyone that knows me will know organization is not my thing so we have a very smooth running process um for editing pages getting content together laying out things which makes my life so much easier so for anybody that missed my um editor's statement on instagram and on the website last week I announced that due to the COVID-19 outbreak, we weren't able to print and produce the spring edition of In The Country magazine in the normal format um, for various reasons. And so I, you know, keeping things short but sweet um, and carrying on with the podcast episode, I decided that what we would do rather than essentially waste all the beautiful and inspirational content we'd created um, and already laid out and you know had built in some amazing adverts was to release each article with the adverts on our new website over the next coming weeks so the content is still there the format just looks a little bit different so I thought what I would do because this is it or what we would do because this is a different style of podcast episode is kind of refresh um the magazine what the magazine is um reintroduce it to those of you that might know it or you know generally introduce it to those of you that don't know it um so yes I thought I would do that <laughs> um so essentially I started the magazine um about four years ago now um and I've done a whole kind of podcast episode on this it was um, episode number one but it was basically born out of a country lifestyle blog and by me kind of feeling that there was a gap in the market for a women's um, country lifestyle magazine Um, and and I decided that I was just going to go out and and put it together and and try and see what happened and it was completely self-taught and a great success really to be honest um, amazing
1: success <laughs> I mean, you've done so well in putting together an actual print magazine at a time when really established brands are struggling to maintain
0: yeah and, and that's a point as well because you are a freelance writer as well and so Kate's experience um, sort of before me you know you have a lot of experience working with these these magazines which is something I don't do so it actually complements quite nicely I think
1: I think so um, it's been s- super exciting for me to to come from you know established kind of large-scale um, women's lifestyle titles consumer titles such as country living Bizarre, um, amazing titles that I've really, really enjoyed working with, um, and, and titles that I look at and I think, wow. Um, <laughs> and and I came across. I was actually introduced by a friend who said, "Have you seen in the country?" And I started following Holly on Instagram. Yeah. And um, I started. We kind of, basically, met through Instagram, and um, I saw a title of the magazine, and I thought this would be a really nice opportunity to. To kind of jump in and um, see if I might be able to lend something, and I do. I think you're right. I think I love to be organised. I love to really streamline processes and ways of doing things. And Holly maybe isn't always Not quite like so much. that. Um, and I think it's been really cool. So we've kind of both been able to teach each other a lot. Yes,
0: definitely. I think so. Um, and it's been it's been good fun as well. Um, and so sort of four years on this is the 11th issue I think that we'll have just released um and the goal at the beginning as it as it is now really is to kind of become or was to become the essentially the women's go-to rural media brand and to kind of be a voice for women living in the countryside living rurally or having a passion for you know the country lifestyle and and maybe living in the town and um, because there's you know you you don't have to live in the country to love being in the country so um you know that that goal is kind of still the same and the brand has evolved and with Kate um you know working alongside me it's just absolutely blossoming kind of day by day I'm very excited we've got so many plans
1: um <laughs> too we... <laughs> many plans
0: all the plans <laughs> we literally get so sidetracked with you know coming up with different ideas coming up with lists of things and and it's great it's so much fun especially for me having done it for probably you know just over three years by the time I met you alone um you know you you do lose that motivation you do fall out of love with with it as you you know you, you would in a job and if you run your own business it's exactly the same thing you, you you it's natural you kind of fall out out of love with it and it can be so lonely working at home and working by yourself and so having somebody to kind of bounce ideas around ask questions ask advice it's just been absolutely amazing so so far it has been great.
1: We haven't we haven't had a fight yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Not not on this edition. Maybe I'm sure there'll be one to partner like and, and it's going to be a blockbuster. We will tell you all about it. Um, but, I, but we're so nice. Yeah, I we're just such it. nice people. We're just both I'm, just the best and
0: kind hate of people. I confrontation so much. Like, um, we've had one or two difficult conversations. Yeah.
1: about how you know partnerships would work. Absolutely, and we were both Put it off at for them. ages. Yeah, yeah, really, really bad. Um, which I think actually could be quite an interesting. Um, conversation piece for a future podcast is um com- you know, those, awkward those awkward conversations that you don't <laughs> want to have because you always want to be you know you're always talk to be nice you don't, want um, to you don't want to not be nice no. you don't want to upset anybody and actually you just need to be more dogs sometimes and we, we learn to be more direct so um yeah it's been it's been good yeah it's been good yeah
0: so kind of amidst packing wrapping and posting out the spring edition to of you that have ordered it um around the world which is amazing um we wanted to kind of come on and and talk to you a little bit about it because the podcast is new it's exciting um it's a new way to connect with you all and you know i kind of thought that well it's a different way to, to to share the magazine with you so um we thought well kate is going to kind of tell you a little bit about why um why we chose to cover what we have for spring and what makes it different and then we are going to share with you our three favourite features that you can enjoy um, in this edition and honestly it is a really really special one and I'm so proud of it, I think we've done really well, Um, so yeah,
1: yeah, bigging ourselves up this is what we like to do, we 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 will not hide behind a bushel here, we are really (laughs) proud of this issue Um, and I think As it was the first issue that I kind of fully Fully? worked on, yeah, I think so, yeah. um, When we'd had the awkward conversations and we'd established (laughs) that we were doing a partnership um, for spring, um, Holly came up with the idea. Well, the idea that she highlighted the fact it was a brand new decade, yeah. And with that in mind, as people were talking about resolutions and they were talking about you know things that you might do, things you might give up, things you might take on, um, we started to hone this idea of. You know the future, not only of ourselves as individuals, but also of planet, of the planet, planet Earth, home, yeah, and sustainability. The, minute, Isn't it? the big, we all those conversations were happening around climate change and sustainability. And um having worked as hard as you have, Holly, to to kind of build this platform, you kind of felt it was the right time to use that for something that you yeah, were inspired by. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think you're right, and and I think it was at that time we were kind of WhatsApping each other, talking about spring. Um, and and plans for it, and I think it was at the time Australia was, you know, having a, having a really devastating um, time with the with the wildfires and things like that. And I think which are fully out as of
1: this week. I think are they? Oh, are yeah, wow! Is it, the first week that they're fully out. Oh,
0: yeah. that's amazing! Wow. Well, even better. Time out. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, like you say, I think having built the the platform and the brand to where it is, you kind of especially from from my side of it it was you know I've, I've got this lovely following thank you all um, and lovely customer base which you know is just incredible and and actually when you do have have something like that you do have the power to to, to influence um and to kind it, of to, yeah to talk about the important yeah, stuff and, and I hadn't really done that and I think like you say, new, new decade, new year it was like the first issue of the year it was just a great way of doing that and you came up with a fabulous kind of
1: way of putting it because you're a lot better at that than me. I well, um, I love the words. The <laughs> the numbers not so much, but I love the words. So so yeah, in this edition we've we've really tried to explore what it means to to live sustainably. Um which is a word bandied around a lot. Yeah, without being like meh meh meh. It's, and it can conjure yeah. images I think of um holding back mm-hmm. and withdrawing from things and not doing certain things. And so we've really tried to approach it in a realistic way that applies to rural living. Yeah. Um, also at the same time uh, I can reveal my own dirty little secret which is <laughs> I actually live in London I actually live in South West London and I work for In the Country Magazine so yeah but I love that for any, I think it's great for any as Holly said any aspirational readers which we know there are some city dwellers amongst you um, I I am on your team as well <laughs> we are a town mouse and a country mouse between yes. us um, coming at this from different angles so um we, yeah, I hope that everyone will kind of enjoy the inspiring stories and also some, some well-researched, informative features that we've put together, um, as well as, you know, some fun gift guides, Some sustainable, yeah. plenty of fantastic, sustainable British brands that we've highlighted, so there's still the kind of, you know, the usual... In the ness yeah. that you all know yeah. and love, and enjoy reading um, each season, but um, we've also we've kind of we've run with the sustainability. Yeah, topic.
0: and you're talking about it, and I can see the pages. I can see like every page as you're talking about it. So it's really we're <laughs> obviously too favorite? into it. Um, I don't know the one that I sent you the other day with the um, I think it was a sustainable country brands brands that yes. header page. Yeah really loved that with the image that was really beautiful um it was an image from really wild clothing so it was their i love their style, their campaign i think it was autumn winter last year but it was just a really beautiful rural image of you know one of the models wearing wearing the clothing but it just worked really well for the subject
1: of the article exactly and i got a bit got a bit arty it's really the, beautiful <laughs> it's really really beautiful and I, I actually went to the launch didn't I yes their, you did um, yes there's Sloan Square and I actually bought the t-shirt after store. you got the t-shirt oh, as, as a gift yeah. oh we should wear them together to something Um <laughs> and it was just it was a really fun evening that was really and they have some beautiful beautiful clothes and there were some great people yeah
0: there. I do love I do really love that brand and interestingly they um, they've kind of launched their new uh, I think it's spring yes yeah, it would be spring summer um, 20 campaign which is is as a, as a rural brand and it's, a, it's an interesting topic actually because it's I'm seeing this a lot with people that I'm speaking to especially those of us or, or those brands that are kind of at home in the country they are moving towards appealing more mainstream mm. which is interesting because you know they're of ov- the the industry is obviously the way that it is that that they need to appeal to more people for, for their business so I don't know what that says about our industry
1: and the wider industry, but it's interesting. I think it says you're really stylish. <laughs> I think it says you're really stylish and the high street is catching on. Um, <laughs> I also think as well that something I know you've explored in the issue, Holly, is um, that in a way, the kind of British country fashion scene is ahead of the game. Because oh, yeah. out of necessity of things being well made, fully waterproof, mudproof. And and actually having a a physical, um, you know, facing physical challenges as well as um, wanting to look good. Yeah, clothes have to last.
0: Yeah, and and that's exactly you're exactly right. That was one article or one subject that I was really keen to to explore. I mean, I am not the height of fashion (laughs) at all. I spend most of my (laughs) she's not as bad as she makes (laughs) out. No, I spend most of my time in wellies and and you know my yard coat down the yard. So. You know, I, that's not. I'm not that into it. But one thing I was really passionate about is our industries. You know, when it when it when it comes to shooting, when it comes to farming, when it comes to um, riding, you know, the the clothing or the kit that we wear is hugely traditional. Like, there's so much tradition surrounding every single one of those. Um, is it? Would it be an industry niche? Little,
1: little uh, yeah, lifestyle, yeah, yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, I don't know. Each one of those areas. I yeah. Think um, is- because has a kind of heritage, yeah. Like, it. you've got tweed,
0: um, you know, hunting, shooting tweed, you've got, um, you know, cream beige jumpers, breeches for riding. It's so traditional that actually, so much of that, you know, like, like tweed jackets, a lot of that is is British. And you know, I just think it was something that I was really passionate about exploring because I think that we have been leading the way, as you say. Um, and you know, fast fashion is such a thing, and actually. The countryside's pretty, pretty bang on with with slow fashion. In all honesty, because it's so bloody expensive as well. Sometimes <laughs> I think that's so
1: true. And what's really interesting for me, so um, I for people reading the upcoming spring edition <laughs> will learn, um, fashion is a hobby of mine. I really enjoy fashion, um, but at the same time, I I'm passionate about having things that last. I yes. like really well-made, ideally British-manufactured clothes. So um, um, I wrote a piece. You went on a haul at the game fair as well, didn't you? you I came did. Back. I did so well at the game fair. Holly was. Holly was kind of thinking. Was that I, your first? I think time that was at the game fair. It was my first time yeah. to the game fair, and I was so pleased with myself. I met the guys over at William and Son, and I got the most beautiful cashmere jumper that was allegedly originally about five hundred pounds. And I think I got it for I about mean, you sixty. And I came back that. shouting about it. And I think Holly was like, I was sort of hoping you were gonna, you know, meet some contacts and and have a productive time. I was like, yeah, but I, you know, and we did then talked to William son about our yes. um, shotgun cleaning and care piece so yes. it did have kind it, kind worked of, it, did work. <laughs> it worked work. it worked twofold and I still have the amazing amazing cashmere jumper um, but yeah I think that's what's really interesting for me um, and I've said this to you before is that um, in the kind of you know more of a non-rural fashion sense mm-hmm. you have your staples you know you have for me white shirts jeans yeah. you know those staple pieces you go back to year on year mm. on year and when you say about the country, country style hasn't changed. No. It hasn't, I mean, obviously the technicality of products has got better. Yeah. But you still go back to tweed, yeah. leather, yeah. you know, those fundamental things because they work. Yeah. And I think that's where the fashion industry is actually going in the wider sense, is back to those pieces that that do last yeah no i would stand completely the agree time. Um, um and that's been really fun to write about in this issue i think no
0: it has it's been you know that that was definitely one of the ones and for me i don't know it just felt like it had it had real it was really speaking there was so much that it said and i think that was quite that was quite empowering for me i think my um my favorite was um make do amend yeah i was literally just about to say make the amend that we kind of wrote this one together so we wrote from two angles didn't we, we wrote from your angle and my angle um and yeah I think it's definitely a favourite of mine so mine my side of it was essentially make the amend you know in the sense that as as equestrians we bodge job job I can't speak bodge job rugs we tie things with baling twine we will fix anything and when it comes to your saddle you know generally that is a serious investment you're not going to just chuck it away and get another one you take it down to the saddler they reflock it and, and all that sort of stuff and it was just it's just really, really... I don't know. Remind me what reflocking means? Like, don't because you're going to embarrass me now. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think it's when they restuff it. Do when
1: they restuff it? To like yeah, 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 yeah. For
0: the okay. flock it. Let's just re. it. I'm learning. It. They reflock.
1: Okay. But I don't to know reflock. What... <laughs> the verb. To reflock. Um, yeah, I was... I think that... I thought that was really, really interesting because I also didn't realise quite how much it costs to buy a saddle. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I... Now that I have, I'm shocked and well, not surprised that it's you such a Well, it's one of my kind job. of
0: aspirations that I... I will one day be able to buy a new saddle for my horse that will last me, you know, years. All of my saddles so far have been like secondhand, they're not pristinely clean, they've got nicks, they've got scrapes, but they 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 do. And essentially, they're secondhand. There's nothing wrong with buying second hand, which is what we talk about quite a lot. In this we edition. We don't say secondhand Holly, we say pre loved. Pre pre-loved, loved, pre loved. They are very pre loved saddles, mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, was a, it was a really good one. And you kind of came from the angle
1: of. I came from the like, non rural angle. Yeah. And just in terms of. Um, so I, at the end of last year, I um, set about, you know, really thinking I'm actually only going to buy things that I need hmm. now because I have plenty of things. I'm in my 30s. I have lots of great things that I can use and wear and make the most of so um i think peak stuff you called it Peak it? stuff. <laughs> yes i said it, i called it peak stuff and especially after christmas and also my birthdays in january and i thought i don't need um yeah we both we both have birthdays in january we also learned this um are you a capricorn yep yeah we have done this we are both capricorns Capricorns work very well together. Do they? they They're very stubborn. They're very, very stubborn, (laughs) but very loyal too. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, and uh, I have a lot of Capricorn friends actually. (laughs) January is always an expensive month for me. Yeah. So um, this January, I set about not buying anything that wasn't food or. A household essential you know you? kitchen roll riv- riveting things like that <laughs> um and I, I talk about this in the piece that I kind of the first thing I did was unsubscribe yeah. from um all those lovely brand websites that lure me in with mm-hmm. 10% off because I quickly realized that being able to get into my inbox at all times of mm-hmm. day and night was you know it was naturally driving me towards um looking at great things yeah. and wondering about buying them so I, that was my kind of starting yeah. point, which led me on to my wardrobe clear out, which yeah. kind of led me on to mending things mm. and, and remembering things that you don't have yeah so often I look at something or I look at somebody wearing something I look at a magazine and I think she looks amazing if only I had that yeah, yeah. I've got the jeans I've got the shoes but if I just had that jumper that exact jumper then I will you know <laughs> then my life will be complete which is right this is the, it's the yeah. American dream right it's the advertising nonsense that we do all naturally our psyche buys into so mm-hmm. um, and just by for me having a little look through you realize actually you've got a jumper that's pretty similar to that yeah definitely and if you debobble it and wash it then <laughs> I actually love that phrase. i just love it de-bobble. debobble oh my god debobble it's changed my life it's the most relaxing thing you can possibly do on a sunday evening um and revamping things is really satisfying yeah yeah and i think i think that's that is the
0: thing i mean i don't i on, buying online shopping online is something that i have steered well clear of for years and and because most of my spare money goes on my horse horse feed horse bedding hay. it just he literally soaks it all up and then poos it right back out <laughs> um, but um so i i generally don't have or i've never had that money to to spend mm. but shopping online is so dangerous and january sales for me I did go to town a little bit on on a, on a few bits. Um, and, and there were bits I'd seen for a while and I, I kind of did, I had really wanted. But it is that kind of, where it's so instant now. Mm. And, and actually, I probably needed none of that if I had just looked in my wardrobe. Mm. There's clothes in there that I have not worn, and I'm pointing at, you know, I'm pointing next door as if it's, you know, but, <laughs> um, as if you can see it, but you can't. Um, but, the, if you know, if I'd have gone through it, there's bits that I are probably just as nice that I haven't
1: worn in years and I would wear. So I need to do what you've done. I really Definitely. recommend it. I loved it. Also, on a really, really drizzly, rainy day like it is today, yeah. um, when I actually thought I was going to... Drown on my way to Holly's <laughs> to record this podcast. Um, I poor city girl like me um, just really thought I was like I'm not getting out of this field, aka a lane. Um, but um, yeah, I found it the most satisfying thing. Um, I kind of operate on a similar policy with my fridge actually, okay which is when you open your fridge, whatever you see first mm. is kind of what you want to eat. That's true. So for me, I don't keep don't keep my veg in the my fridge went wrong last year so i had to buy a new one but i did get one of those amazing ones with double doors so i've i've really tried to kind of like keep it you know looking (laughs) like it looking like one of those ones you see in homes and gardens or something but i don't hide all my veg in the drawers at the bottom because then you forget you have it and then you open it and you you suddenly see oh my god those potatoes are growing not that you're meant to keep (laughs) potatoes in the fridge please mum, don't listen to this um but you see things you think i forgot i had that yeah. Whereas actually, if you keep everything out and remember That's that you true. have it, you wear it and you use it and you enjoy it. Yeah. Cost per wear as well.
0: Well, considering my office is in my bedroom in my house, you can help me if you want. Do my. Uh, I, will, I I literally <laughs> well, can think do of nothing better <laughs> all
1: my days. This is so exciting, but I don't think I bought my debobbler, which is a bit stressful. Oh, Next wow. time.
0: I didn't know you could buy a debobbler. I thought it was just i will, I'm going to do no.
1: <laughs> what? I thought you just pick it off. You've been there for days, Holly. No, it's a device. Oh no, I need that. It's an actual Philips. Other brands <laughs> do exist, but personally for me, Philips is the winner, having done my market research. And you it's like a it's like a I guess it's like an electric shaver <gasps> for your clothes. Oh I like the sound of that. Oh it's a game changer. I love the sound Although of that. Although if it's an emergency, you can also use a razor. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it will blunt the raids. Uh, the the raids? <laughs> blunt the raids. It'll blunt the blades. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can. Oh,
0: that's yeah, interesting. So fix it. You
1: know, a botch job, as you would say.
0: <laughs> one of my... So, one of my favourite um, articles of this issue, I have not written it. Um, you've written it. It is about your safari adventure. And safari, I'm just going to say to anybody out there who might be listening who manages safari holidays, is the... <laughs> one top thing on my bucket list. So I was I read I read your piece when you sent it over and I WhatsApped you because I just couldn't help myself. I felt like I was there. I literally felt completely you know transported to to it it was incredible and i just kind of want you to tell me about it again because it was just amazing <laughs> that's
1: ideal i mean also for any of the travel editors out there looking to commission pieces uh, i am transportive in the way i write um but no i'm so pleased you enjoyed it and that was exactly what i wanted so when i first um told holly that i was going on safari it was mm-hmm. actually one of our first meetings was, yeah um because i was kind of trying to set up my diary for us to be organized and tell her where <laughs> i was and i told her i was going on safari and i'm think there was a part of you that wanted to kick me out the door immediately. Yeah there was, there
0: was. But it was your honeymoon so I was like, "Mm, Mm, mmm can't do that. Awkward.
1: (laughs) Um so, uh yes, I went to um I went to a private game reserve um on the Eastern Cape of South Africa and um it was absolutely amazing. Um, I, I can't, you know, I, I will expand on that because that's my job here today um, but it really was a spectacular trip um, the reserve is called Quandwe um, and as I say it's a private reserve um, and it is I want to say about 20,000 hectares um, and they have an amazing um, they have the big five yeah um, which um, obviously is what a lot of people do go and see but particularly in terms of the kind of the wider context of this issue. What yeah, was, we did it we kind of you did it with an angle as it, well. It didn't fitted you? It really was... nicely. The idea mm. of travelling somewhere and getting exactly what you want and, you know, ticking your own bucket list off, but also travelling somewhere that is able to support um, Super, super endangered wildlife, yeah. um, such as the black rhino. Um, and whilst I was there, I was really lucky to um, see a black rhino, um, and also go out with the team who, um, the anti-poaching team, wow. who um, look after them and protect them on such a major level. I mean, I when I first, I've done some work with um, a charity in the past called David Shepherd Wildlife um, Fund. Uh, trust sorry trust and um, who supports um, conservation projects all over the world and um, so I knew that poaching in South Africa was a problem um, but I didn't quite realize that you are talking when you say poaching for um, for the horns from rhinos you are talking AK-47 armed forces with helicopters I, I, I had no idea. Oh. I thought this was, you know, some guys stealing into a yeah. reserve and killing one animal. No 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 operation. no no. This is oh. a multi, multi, multi wow. funded operation. Yeah, I and, did not know that. and it's and it's insane because um uh rhino horn um is is made of one hundred percent pure keratin, which is exactly the same Whoa. as the human fingernail. Um, but there are still communities um that believe that there are health benefits and um also kind of well-being, and I talk about it in the piece. Yeah, um, it's an amazing. It's not, it
0: really is amazing.
1: It's not so much that people necessarily believe it cures specific illnesses, particularly, which I also thought before I learnt about it. Um, but they, there are communities in the world that believe that having one of these in your home brings prosperity oh, okay. and well-being to your family. So it's not just it's it's a, it's a more complex issue. Yeah. But, um Kwandwe taught me a lot about that, um, and also, I just showed me the most incredible time. Yeah. The um, photos. If,
0: you know if nothing else the <laughs> photos are incredible oh. they are incredible
1: i absolutely loved it yeah the lionesses um <gasps> when we saw the lionesses with their cubs, that was i think my favorite I'd favorite day i would have cried it was it was amazing I um, literally would have. you wouldn't have been able to get me away <laughs> it was it was and, and that's what i think is amazing about a safari is that you can just sit in a jeep and watch the same animal for Hours, yeah, and the sun can set behind you, and you can suddenly realize you're freezing. Yeah, but yeah. you just haven't. Your your other kind of you're so heightened. Your awareness is so heightened, and all your senses are so tuned into um, the animals that you're watching that it it actually is a deeply meditative um, and kind of amazing experience. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I loved it the most out of the the two weeks that I spent away. I it thought. it
0: definitely gave me a different take i think on safari to to the one that i'd had before like i know i know when we discussed including it we we did talk about how we could um cover the the conservation and the benefit you know how how the tourism like you guys benefits that that kind of um what am i saying community Mm. uh, you know animals included um and there's been a couple of TV programs about it because I think there's a massive stigma around safari being luxury travel, luxury experience. and selfish yeah. because you just want totally. to go and just watch the. You know, you're paying to kind of essentially. You know, originally I might have thought paying to disrupt the, you know, yeah. where you are, but totally. actually, what you are contributing. By being able to see these amazing animals, you learn. You learned so much. I did not think you would you would learn mm. that much, but you did. Um, I did ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I love a question. Can't um, put my hand up in the back of the jeep. <laughs> yeah. um, I just think I just thought it was amazing. And there's one person that I follow on Instagram. And if you know, if you like the sound of Kate's piece or you read Kate's piece and you feel inspired, follow this guy. He's called Dean Schneider. Okay. I don't know if you've heard no,
1: of No, I haven't heard of him.
0: He it. is beautiful. Okay. As well, which also
1: helps. Always helps. <laughs> Always helps on the gram.
0: But he, I mean, a lot of you probably do follow him because he literally went from probably, I mean, I say probably, I say he went from, he probably had a million followers and then skyrocketed to about three million overnight. It was phenomenal. Did he take a shirt off or something? Oh, he, most of the time he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. He, he not only are the photos beautiful. He lives in South Africa. He's moved to South Africa from. You um, say Sweden? Sweden somewhere. It sounds like a good a a good genetic combination for oh, me. You need to mm. you need to go and have a look. Mm. Um, but he so I think with the, with the kind of ramped up following he, the pieces he puts out are so informative. I can sit. I find myself when I when I discovered him. I was sat there for hours, just watching stories watching going through his posts they are incredible and he you know he does talk so much he talks about poachers and he i think he's had some problems with poachers on a neighboring reserve property wherever it is but honestly he just a completely different take on you know, a real take on what's actually happening mm. out there and 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 i'm like literally so envious of the way that he lives with the animals he literally lives with the lions and i'm like pay so much money to go and see that like I just think that's incredible but he does say not everybody can do it if I did it I would probably get eaten so yeah not a good
1: very... maybe don't do that
0: yeah. <laughs> I think he's tried just very warning not... in case yeah. anyone's popping out this afternoon to hang
1: out lines. don't try that at home safety first <laughs> um, but no I think you're right I think that has been that's been a, there is a big I think the shift towards and I actually yeah. talked about this a little bit um, when I went up to Glen Eagles and um, met with the um kind of uh, gamekeepers up there um for which i think was for the winter, winter issue yeah. um and just the idea that um yeah tourism is changing mm. and um people are more aware of their own impact yeah, and they yeah. don't necessarily just want to flit in yeah I think say that they've seen something yeah. and then flit out again um leaving behind possibly a negative impact yep, yep. um and there are so many of these quandwe is one of the places um, but there are a lot of places um you know that are really working to support marginalized communities mm-hmm. um, both in terms of wildlife and in terms of um, environment and humans as well uh, employing local people yeah. and and all that sort of thing so um yeah do do have a have a read yeah i highly recommend it out of all of those i didn't write it but
0: it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean i guess that's a couple of our favorite articles this this kind of edition um, I don't know if you've got... Have you got another one? Maybe? Um, my other... Favorite. Or another one you want to talk about?
1: I think my other one...
0: I mean, I love... Ooh, I did like boxes. The veg boxes one. Oh, the veg box. Because I've That's never good. had a veg box. I've never had a veg box. I've been so tempted. I wouldn't say veg box, though, for me. I'm more of a... Meat game box. No, no. It was more like a recipe box that um... I, was, I was looking at. Um, purely because... And and I, get, and I think what's quite nice as well is like, you know, there's there's there is a kind of like a ten year gap between us. Right,
1: thanks, Miss Kirsty. Got it.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's nice because we come from two kind of different different points, which I think is really nice. And so for me, like, yeah, this is future you. This Just is warned. Be warned. Yeah. <laughs> be warned. Oh, well, hopefully, I'll be that organized in the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know, I was struggling with how expensive. It is, and I said to you earlier when I was having my lunch, like how expensive it is to to eat well sometimes, and and I was cooking fresh food, like fresh meals every night, and it just got so expensive, so expensive. And now I've moved home, I kind of don't have to do that quite so much. you do have to take on that, yeah. We I do mean, sometimes. <laughs> also, uh,
1: try living in Southwest London. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna that. put that out there. It's quite comedy, but. Um, I think that's I think that's a huge thing at the moment. It I is think massive. the idea that um, you know certain sections of society don't care yeah. about their impact. Of, co- of course they care. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. anyone with half a brain cares. <laughs> it's just that people, you know, when you're on a limited income, yeah, you can't prioritize that. You have other things to think about. No, definitely. Um, and I think that's where the, the issue is is going. Yeah. Um, but it is really cool that these. Boxes are. Oh, yeah, I they're fantastic. Oh, and really they, fantastic. And they offer a real choice. Um, I think for me, the I I am a keen cook, and I have found that cooking with less meat is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I live with a man <laughs> and a Scotsman. Uh, sorry, that's say. not two men that I live with, just to clarify. Not <laughs> any, no, all polyamory, et cetera, is completely acceptable, but I do live with a man who is Scottish. A one-man. Um, so, <laughs> just ooh, clarify. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so when I do choose to cook vegetarian, which I love to do... Um, mm. I do. I, loved it. I He's love not wildly keen. <laughs> so it's taken and we also kind of um, we do eat try and eat quite a lot of game um, so we've kind of that's been our shift I don't know yeah
0: I think for me like I I love the idea I think f- food waste has always been a thing for me like I hate waste I hate it I can't stand it and you know like if, if <laughs> it's so bad like I love food just so you know like if you ever want to kind of like win me over food is food send is the way send food
1: <laughs> send food to in the country
0: please <laughs> um, like yeah, I would finish James's plate off because if he doesn't eat, he always leaves stuff, and it really frustrates me. Um, so I will always finish it off. And even in the fridge, like if there's wasted food in the fridge, I it stresses me out. Yeah. But it's so kind of that's where these these boxes are so good because they send, you know, you send a, a limited amount, the exact amount per, for the recipe. yeah, or, or not even yeah for the recipe, but also like those um we there's a few of them in there that are are purely kind of produce boxes, and you'll get like two apples two carrots for that week period rather than a whole bag of carrots which i mean carrots probably isn't the the best example because it probably doesn't go off quite as quickly as like lettuce but but a supermarket would force you to
1: buy two giant lettuces exactly um and you kind of maybe don't need that no
0: no um so i think they are fantastic and i think people are like you say that they're much more they're considering their their kind of consumer choices more than perhaps we were two three years ago yeah and and that these boxes are incredible so we kind of gave a list of mm, some of the some of them well i don't know some right. of
1: them about- uh, well i learned a lot about i didn't know that there were meat boxes and game boxes yeah and i knew of hello fresh yeah, you know, I, yeah. I knew friends that had tried that and like the recipe cards mm. and that kind of thing yeah i've got a few friends that do um this. whereas i being a writer i primarily work from home so i and i tend to start pretty early in the morning yeah you're a morning writer. I'm a real you? morning writer, mm. and then so when it gets to kind of 3-4 o'clock I tend to lose inspiration <laughs> so I do normally sidle into the kitchen make a cup of tea and then sometimes I do a bit of food prep yeah so it, so for me I'm not so worried about um, the
0: recipe boxes
1: yes but I love the idea the veg- of yeah, kind of getting fresh yeah. produce particularly in London it is unless I'm surrounded I live in you know a fairly villagey sort of part of London which is great and um a greengrocer around me is eye watering in terms of price <laughs> is it? so i really like the idea that i can get british grown yeah sometimes ideally organic i would love um price i ending. love the wonky veg the wonky veg yes the wonky, yes, veg, is the wonky veg is a great plan yeah i love that but one thing you did talk about which i do use is milk and more is the um one thing you do talk about is milk and more Oh, okay. Um, which is the, yes, the milkman, the milkman <laughs> service. Yes, yes, I do. Um, and They've I... got a depot down the road, actually. I saw their vans the other day. I was oh, like, ooh, ooh. Um, Well, I actually <laughs> was awake at one o'clock in the morning. Wow. Um, <gasps> on Sunday man? night, and I saw my milkman. Yes. I did not. I, I would have
0: got so excited.
1: <laughs> I did. I was like, hi, Andy. <laughs> I didn't shout at him, but I wanted to. I was like, that's Andy. Andy has been delivering my milk t- for a year. At least. Oh. And uh, and I finally saw him. There's, I think our next-door
0: neighbour actually does do it. And mum has tried it a fair few times. And she's like, no, I like this.
1: And I see it's people so when I... Because I get milk delivered on Monday morning. Yeah. and In the glass bottles. In the glass yes. bottles. Like I grew up with. Like my mum still gets out in Surrey. And I open the front door. And as I pick it up, the number of times I see someone look at me on their morning commute. And just look at me and go... <laughs> And I'm like, yes. Yes, I, I do know. get my milk. <laughs> I get my milk delivered in a glass bottle. And then you put them back out and then they get taken away again. I just
0: think it's so lovely. Um, that is one brand that is doing phenomenally well. Um, the Ethical Butcher, for me, is another one. Um, well, were they and the two guys? They were the two guys. Yeah. And, and actually, I'd already written the article when I discovered these guys. So I don't know, if I, I literally put it in very last minute um, because I discovered it um, through, I think it was Rachel Carey's Instagram. She shared it and I was like, they have to be in there. They have to be in there. This is, this is you know, this is important to you guys to, to know about it. Um, and it, you know, it's just, re- it's, it's two guys kind of sourcing British organic meat from various areas of the country, I think there's 15 farmers that they work with at the minute and I, was just, I just thought it was just you know, just brilliant, like it was purely meat kind of focused delivery box type thing um, but I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for branding if it's got good branding I'm drawn in, so the branding <laughs> whoever did the branding It's also a quality product just <laughs> yeah. <that down> there, <laughs> was amazing, but yeah um, so that was one of my, one of my top ones but I am keen to try
1: one of these recipe Boxes. Maybe we should try a different one. Maybe we should. That's a good idea. Let's we could it. like Facetime each other while we do. We could do a we could do a kind of. Um, you know, oh, like, can't do, cook, I can't We should cook. do that. Yeah, maybe we should do that. That's a good, good idea. idea. Um, also, also enjoyed your goat article. Oh yeah, I'm so... going to put my hands up right now and say I've never eaten goat. <laughs> and one of the few things I don't like in this world is goat's cheese. Well, I don't like goat's cheese either. But I do use goat's butter. Do you? St Helen's Farm goat's butter. Please don't tell my husband. Does he, not? he doesn't know <laughs> he thinks it's um, does it taste the same just regular it tastes exactly the same
0: i exactly the same Do you I know say. Th- th- when i was talking to the chap um about this and I can't remember his name. <laughs> um but yeah when i was talking to the chap about this i kind of felt bad like i didn't want to admit that i um, and mean as, as, as creatures yeah, well, they're very sweet and to anybody that farms goats or loves goats, I apologize. <laughs> um, but they stink, do they? They well,
1: more so. I than- was in New
0: Zealand and there were wild goats like mountain goats um, on a, on a couple of friends' farms that we went to visit and uh, you were driving along in one of the UTVs and they, the smell. Of, of goat is just overwhelming oh. and so every time I think of goat I'm like transported I'm like reminded of that smell the I smell just comes back
1: I and it, I just I, it doesn't matter how much you no. work with livestock you don't want that smell I just to can't... associate with food so that's what if someone yeah naked, for me okay. so if I say goat burger that's what you I think will of. think
0: of the smell of goat of okay. those goats um, but having said that the article and, and um, the kind of the subject of it and the, and the mission behind it is is incredible and it's completely game changing and I feel like his name is James. Um, <laughs> um but it's incredible. Like there's it talk he talks about we talk about the um was
1: it 2012? Was it I want to say it was 2012 that the James set up his farm? I think it might have been 2012, yeah. Um So he has this farm in Devon and um Holly went to meet him. James Wetler. Yes. Yes, And um, he essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, saves, in inverted commas, he saves billy goats that would yeah. usually go, would usually be, yeah, be culled immediately. Yeah. Yep. Um, from the dairy industry. From the dairy so industry. So born into
0: the billy goats, dairy goat industry.
1: Billy goats born into the dairy industry um, obviously do not have. A use in no. terms of dairy. Um so um utilising them is the most cost-effective yeah, and yeah. simplest solution for those farms. So James has made it his one-man mission mm-hmm, yeah. to um repurpose those billy goats yep. um to his own farm in Devon. Yeah. Um and to then
0: And so anything uh, he's working with um I think it's Delamere and Food Chain um to to try and tackle this this problem basically to to introduce goat to British menus mm. um, he's working on some really exciting things but I feel like I can't say too much but he did he did share Top it with secret me secret goaty thing. <laughs> very exciting um, but he's also released a book a, a recipe book called goat <laughs> um, and it, it has some incredible recipes um, would I, you believe it or not? <laughs> it has
1: a really cool cover it's, it's a really cool like cover a, it's like an up close portrait real, of yeah. a goat
0: it's really, really cool. Um, and he actually he shared with me one of his favourite recipes, which is raw goat, which when I describe it to you doesn't sound that great, but he assures me it was incredible. um like goat carpaccio. Yeah, that was it. Um, oh, okay. I think so. That's a good guess, by me. <laughs> um So, yeah, I, I mean, that's one I think I would really like to get hold of that book. I don't know where he did say you could get hold of goats um, from your local butcher, but he also does run a website where you can order it direct so if you want to try something with goats um i'd highly recommend james giving it a
1: try yeah james is your man cabrito cabrito, cabrito is his, yeah um his website where you can order the goat meat directly but you can also ask your local butcher very but nicely it, yeah it's yeah it's, you need to ask them in advance because goat, <laughs> goat is not um, always naturally on the menu um, so that was fun. That was that was good. That was definitely good. Um, and some of the other recipes we did were fun. Yes. I really yes. like the sound of a wood pigeon salad. I love pigeon.
0: Pigeon is great. I don't think I've eaten enough pigeon oh, in my good, life. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's um, good. It is yummy. Um, one of the ones that I really liked, actually, speaking of, um I don't, well, I don't know why pigeon reminded me of that at all. Um but it was The Seasonal Reads, this issue.
1: Oh. With Amanda.
0: Yes. yes. Um Amanda Owen, the Yorkshire Shepherdess. Um so she, um you might recognise her from TV. Um she basically has she's released a, a series of books. Um and I thought it would be a good idea to to kind of catch up with her, especially springtime, you know farming is hugely busy with lambing and all sorts and as a shepherdess i thought you know she would be a great person to talk to so she shares some of her kind of favorite books from her childhood that were kind of instrumental in in her choosing to kind of pursue farming um and it was just really special as we had a really great conversation. Um, we spoke about Appleby Horse Fair and um, gypsy horses, basically. Um, so it was a really, really good piece, and yeah, we had a great chat. Um, I think she'd been like snowed in for for a few days, so the phone call kind of was was delayed. But um, is I it mean, Yorkshire? Yeah, the Yorkshire? Yeah, literally in the in the wild of America. yeah. Um, looks incredible though on the on the TV show, which is. You're going
1: to remind me because I don't know what it's called. Channel 5s. Our Yorkshire Farm. Our Yorkshire Farm, that is it. Yeah. Um, Which I actually think I've caught glimpses of. Yeah, and It I've wasn't until, seen it. It wasn't until um, you kind of um, sent this through and yeah. I had a look through, I realised I was like, oh, I've yeah, actually that. seen Amanda. <laughs> um, but I loved, I loved reading. She talks so passionately about her, obviously her farm and her family, but also about her bookshelf yes. and about her passion for kind of books being... Well, thumbed and having, you know, uh, yeah, not
0: perfect and pristine, yeah. and you want that kind of
1: broken Ring- spine and, and rings from coffee cups yes, and teacups yeah. on the covers. Um, and I really she conjured up really strong images of her actual book. She, case, yes, she did. Um, and the mixture of books in there having a full family, as she mm. does, um, from farming titles that inspired her on the farm, yeah, um, to and also talking about James Herriot. Yes, all things bright and beautiful. Yeah. and I immediately, immediately called my mum and said, "Where is my copy? <laughs> my childhood copy of James Herriot?" And she can't find it. I
0: don't think I've, ever, I've never read it.
1: Holly, no, Holly. I was of the
0: era of like Michael Morpurgo and like. Oh, okay, <laughs> not not youngster, that. <laughs> youngster.
1: But well, I, flipping, loved James Herriot, absolutely. Aww. So he was a vet. Was a, it was about a vet. Oh, it's about okay. a practicing farm, well, countryside vet. Oh, I so love So you that. had all your domestic animals, but oh, then you also had all the farming and the deliveries and. I've missed you, out. Oh, it was great. Mm. I need to find my childhood copy because honestly, it was a, it was a. Did you also have? Um, again, going to show my age here. <laughs> um, I feel it was, um, it was kind of like bunnies in the bathroom, kittens in the kitchen, Can't say I did. dogs in the den. No. No, anyone? Listeners, hit <laughs> anyone. us up if you remember Bunnies in the Bathroom as a as a childhood novel. Oh, no, so I didn't. Soon. No, can't no. say that I did. Never mind. Um,
0: just me. <laughs> but we, I mean, we have rambled, um, as I tend to do every single episode, because the conversation is just, like, I just love... Chatting, um, Kate and I, we just bounce off each other all the time anyway. So, I mean, we could talk for hours, but I'm conscious that we're gonna keep you guys I think we're, boy- I think we're boring, Let's right. go. <laughs> um, but you know, we we kind of just wanted to share some of our favorite, favorite kind of pieces within, within the wider issue. Um, and it's you know it's incredible. There is so much in it. Um, I'm not trying to sell it to you, kind of am, but um, <laughs> not trying to sell it to you. But please, please do subscribe now to In the Country, your quarterly rural magazine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a really special one, and I don't think the golden ticket has been found yet. Um, by the time this comes out, um, I don't think drum roll, drum roll, yeah. Um, uh, well, if it has then well done to whoever found it, but um, it it's was inc- inc- it was incredible So um, we partnered with um, Holland Cooper clothing. So that was hugely exciting um, And they have offered an incredible prize. So it is one of their beautiful um, Tweed capes and one of their lovely sort of fedora hats. It is is amazing prize. So it's beautiful. I've seen it. <laughs> I said, to Holly, can I try this on? She said, no, it's for the golden ticket. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but I've had an absolute nightmare, I was saying to you about trying to photograph it because of this weather, um, which I hope by the time this comes out is a little bit better and a little bit more kind of resembling spring life. Of spring, yeah, definitely. Some bluebells would, would be, just nice. be nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, the horses have been in for about a month and, and they are not nice creatures right now.
1: <laughs> Simba's going crazy. Simba they? is
0: going crazy. It's like yeah. a bull. um <laughs> So, so yeah, I would very much like some, some sunshine and dryness, please, um, Mother Nature, if you could just, um, if you, if you're listening, (laughs) um, but yeah, we, we've, you know, enjoyed talking about the issue. We've (laughs) worked on it for months, um, and I think often we don't really kind of immerse ourselves. You, you may be a little bit more because you are kind of chief proof editor, but I kind of am the logistical layer-outer of of everything. So I definitely find that I don't kind of get the... I don't really immerse myself in... How special the articles are sometimes, and yeah. actually sitting down and talking to you about what's in it, um, and reminding myself about what's in it because I never read them when they come out. I just it's like a proud mum kind of thing. I just yeah. don't do it. Um,
1: <laughs> you can never look at it again. I just can't. No. Yeah. Um, it does, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So this
0: has been really, really nice. It's been really nice. It's been different in terms of the podcast so far, um, but I think we think. That we're gonna kind of do this a little bit more because the conversations are lovely. I love
1: it. Mm. Um, so let us know if you enjoy it. Yeah. If you like hearing about how we put the issue together, <laughs> let us know. If you don't, we won't do it again for you. Don't let us know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been really, 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 really good. Well, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Bye. It's been great
0: to meet you. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <music>